This is Heart Talks, a podcast series from Heart Magazine. I'm Bas Blasa, web editor at Heart. This episode is part of a special series in which we talk to artists and art professionals on the occasion of the 39th edition of Art Brussels. Okay. This is a Heart Magazine podcast in collaboration with Art Brussels. My name is Ezra Babsky. I'm an editor at Heart Magazine. And sitting across from me is Gavin Turk, uh, who has Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) Or good afternoon, I should say. Uh, And you, Gavin, you have a solo booth at um, Gallery Marouani uh, Mercier, uh, where you will be showing a new series of paintings. Um, can you tell us a bit about those paintings? Basically, what happened is um, it's, it's quite interesting here. Sorry to, to put us into the context here, but we're actually sitting. Go for it. Told we were, I was told there was it wasn't very visual, but I actually realised it's like an art performance here. I'm sitting right sort of like in the middle of the cafe doing a podcast, which is kind of interesting in itself. Um, but yeah, so. So at the end of last year, I actually did an exhibition in London, which was called Kerza, and it was a it was a series of paintings of put out candles after uh, Gerhard Richter's paintings of candles from the 80s, and uh, I, I, there are a series of paintings that I'd kind of I'd come across in a weird weird way because I'd, I'd first of all seen them on the front cover of a Sonic Youth album in the, in the 80s, and I kind of like thought what is this painting what's going on and it was interesting to be kind of brought into art through music and I suppose music's always sort of like had this visual element to it but then also it was at that time where you could listen to the music and look at a picture and um, anyway so it sort of stuck in my mind and uh, I've done lots of work through the through time I've done lots of work with I think, in a way, surreal motifs. So they include eggs and doors and keys and also candles. I've done probably about 30 or so works using candles anyway. So they're a kind of, they're a kind of icon for me in my work. And um, I sort of found myself thinking, actually, what would happen if I kind of... Uh, if I kind of, and also smoke actually, I'm quite obsessed with smoke as well. So what would happen if I kind of put these candles out and looked at the idea of, um, in a way, like a post, a post post picture, if you if you know what I mean. And uh, so I I created a whole series of paintings for the gallery in in London at the end of last year, and uh, and suddenly the opportunity arose to to do the the booth here to. And suddenly there was a space, and uh, and the, it was like right, okay. Well, I'm going to just make a series of more of these paintings. So I just I just got down to it, and we ended up with the paintings here. Okay, is it your first time in uh, Brussels? It's not my first time in Brussels. I've I've shown um, a couple of times with the gallery um, in Kinoka and also in in Brussels. Um, I've been to Brussels quite a few times. I have I actually have. Um, some works at the Magritte Museum, strangely enough, like, d- yeah, um, just outside the outside the actual uh, uh, the exhibition halls 
in the sort of not quite in the corridor but in the sort of atrium space I have in two the, works in the interstices of the exactly museum. exactly yeah. exactly in the kind of in the frame yeah. <laughs> stuck in the frame okay. um, I have two works which are which are actually sort of sculptural self-portraits um, of me as kind of vash paintings so they're these bronze sculptures painted back and it, they look a little bit like the the uh, stropia, the, the cripple uh, piece with all the pipes sticking out of my face, the sort of gnome-like character with these pipes sticking out of my face, and then also um, the, the, uh, the, the piece with, and I forget the name, Eclipse it's called, and it's a picture with, I've got this long kind of gun barrel nose and two egg eyes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what, would you describe Magritte as a as a influence? Uh? I think Magritte is a major influence for me, and I think it's also just to do with the the way that I mean, obviously, the this is not a pipe. The the betrayal of images like is such an important painting for me because it 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 it, it immediately sort of like poses all those questions that that are that that are, that are painting of any kind will pose but it just does it in a much more kind of straightforward and articulate way in in also a way that complicates things and um, and I think also just like the whole idea of of art being a process of of in a way like perceptual possibilities like it's it's it, it, the fact is that that art seems somehow represents a reality but it always represents represents a reality so there's always a space it's never actually reality it's always a, a kind of proposition there's always something that comes before it and and that and actually like as far as the audience is concerned the audience is always bringing their own subjectivity they're bringing their own kind of um, psychoanalytical problems to bear on what they're looking at so um, in a way, like being an artist is like just putting up things, putting up kind of floating signifiers for the audience to to kind of engage with, and uh, and then also suddenly they become kind of historic or cultural. In a way, like sublimations, so sublimations of culture. It's like where we we want to think about like where we've come from. We might track back through art and look and sort of say, "Oh, look! These, this is the kind of the warped, funny mirror reflection of the of, of history that we've lived through." Um, that somehow art is is kind of laying down tracks of, of like how we thought or what we I say we, the 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 species. Um. <laughs> yeah, that seems like uh, something that has preoccupied you throughout your career this uh... almost more to the um, more that than than even the the kind of the the aesthetic of the work almost because it's like my my work is so sort of pluralistic that sometimes I might be able to have an exhibition and unless I've actually signed the works or unless they're unless it's within an obvious context you wouldn't necessarily know it's by me um, although I'm an, an artist obsessed by signature um, but it it's to look at the work is is I mean the thing is I, I feel here at the, at the fair with, with the booth I have with the paintings I've got is that no one will know that they're by me unless they go and ask 
Like so, so in a in a funny sort of way, the paintings are going to kind of force people, if they're interested, to go and find out about what what what's on the wall. Um, but at the same time, obviously, what's important for me is is actually the art. It's actually the art itself, and it's in a way not the label. You know, in in many ways, it's like I kind of. I absolutely adore and, and love and work with and manipulate titles and labels and names of things and, and that idea of the frame. But at the same time, it's, it never escapes me that the, that the actual art itself has got to do the work. Yeah. It's got to be the thing that, that you want to look at. Yeah, it's, I was curious, you said you were inspired by the album cover of uh, that Sonic Youth uh, LP a long time ago. What what made you revisit that uh, with these paintings? And yeah, um, I think it was just like I, as I said, like I think that ideas and the, the way that they come up, it, it somehow things just get lodged in your things get lodged in my head. Like you have very sort of um, I have all these kind of almost like art ghosts that exist and, and sort of like. Uh, uh, kind of move around in my head, and uh, um, somehow there's a. It, it just it just kind of it it connected together with 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 some other work that I was thinking about with the smoke, and then also maybe with with the idea of thinking about photography. I mean, I, I was very kind of. I mean, I think the work is probably less photorealist than it might be. <laughs> Um, I think that's also probably a technical. <laughs> there's probably a sort of technical exercise here, um, but uh, but it, yeah, there's something to do with the idea of of looking at and and thinking about photographs being represented in paintings, like that. That maybe that paintings could um, that a painting might be a trompe l'oeil of a photograph. And then a painting um, that is a tromploy of another painting of a sort of thing, and, yeah, and yeah. So I mean, I think, I mean, I hope that that you know that, that the main thing possibly is is that is that is is trying to get past or get over that hurdle. So it's just to, hopefully they they do the job just enough to get over that kind of hurdle, and then once they get into that place, they you can then flick back and forwards between them not being in that place and them getting to that place. And so hopefully, you know, there's that sense of like, they get you into the door and you get to see the room, but then you also then, you somehow you, you get to see how you got there. You kind of get to see your journey to where, yeah. you, think you, where you think you are. So is it, it's that sort of sense of giving people um, almost like a double register where they're, where they, The, the audience has a has a possibility of of understanding certain almost like uh, um, that there's that, that they had almost like understanding that the things that they've already that they bring to be that the things that the 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 um, things they bring with them I suppose like their baggage that they get a chance to look at that baggage when they look at something yeah their preconditioned state. Yeah, I found the uh, the skulls that you added that weren't, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in the original uh, Richter paintings. So there's on a few on a few paintings there are skulls, or it's this kind of original memento mori symbol. Yeah. 
when you say that you want to invite viewers to enter this sort of culturally refracted space of reference and representation that the painting opens up, I thought that the skulls were kind of a good anchor point of like, this is just a painting, this is a cliche symbol of uh, Momentum Mori, it's kind of a, an exit that you provide for them. Um, that was my reading, I don't know if... Uh, well, I mean, I think that that's, I, I mean, I like it, I, I get that, and I feel that, and, I, and it's definitely something that I'm trying to work on in in the pictures. I mean, I would I would say that obviously Richter does also paint the skulls oh, as well. Oh, does yeah yeah. So so the, there is that as well. Um, Maybe they take on a, a very different valence when they're with the extinguished candles. Also, it's like I think accentuating the. the I mean, symbolism. it obviously yeah. <laughs> makes them quite deadly yeah. somehow. You know, here's the sort of skull. Um, and now the skulls are, are sort of, they're always just like the ones from the side or ones from sort of like an angle, so you don't really, it's not, it's not a sort of, it's quite, there's a certain, not quite looking at it, it's like slightly on the Lurking side, the yeah, so there's a sort of sense of it being, of it being secondary, yeah. I suppose, to the candle, which was perhaps like, it's almost like being in a slightly, uh, uh, kind of, uh, in a space where you've walked around from from the, here's the skull, and then you've got the candle that lit it, and you're looking at the shadows and the light play over the skull, and then you've kind of walked around the side and blown the candle out, so that everything's gone a little bit kind of... But then again, the, you know, the, the smoke is still there, so there's that sort of sense of, there's that sense, strange sense of energy with the smoke still being there, and that, that actually gives it quite a lot of life, although there's, although there's this kind of like really close to potentially yeah. silence. Yeah, it's like <laughs> just the moment before silence. Right, it's like an ashtray with a <coughs> still smoking cigarette butt. Exactly. It's a exactly. trace, exactly. a living trace of, of life. Exactly, like the like Not yeah, like the yeah. like the cigarette that someone puts on the ground yeah. and then walks off, and there's no one there, but there's a smoking cigarette. Yeah. There's a sort of sense that, that like humans. <laughs> Are around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, for me, they were, they were, humorous because they, they, they were. You know, it's a, a sort of. There's a playfulness in the in the quotation, if I can use that word, of uh, of Richter, and uh, it's kind of. Oh, he lit his candles. I'm just going to put them out. Kind of uh, humor in it, but it's. They're also quite. They reflect their subject matter. They're, they're quite uh, kind of heavy. And yeah, I mean, you look at them. They're quite somber. It's somber quite somber. It's uh, quite somber. I mean, the colours are somber, and and I, I think that you know, although the actual the original pictures have this light in them, there's a very they're very poignant, but they're very um, again they're very somber paintings. And so to reproduce, this, it, I mean, I, I like the fact that you've responded to the idea there might be some humour in there as well. Yeah. Because I, I think also, like, there is that iconoclastic kind of sense of, like, like just sort of doing something a bit wrong, not so, something you're not quite supposed to do, some, getting something a little bit wrong. Yeah, it's also almost like... It's a bit awkward, like a but in a good way. Like a kid that has the impulse to just put 
put out the candle, you know? Like yeah, yeah when, you're not, when you're sort of not supposed to. Yeah, it's right. like, oh, don't do that. Oh, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. You can't put it back in the box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, I was also curious. Uh, you're almost notoriously uh, multimedial in your uh, approach to making things. Is there a single medium that you enjoy working with uh, the most um, these days? I mean, it, I'd love to be a master of one medium, but I, I, I kind of think that the moment I get really kind of engaged with the medium, it sort of slips over into... It's almost like the way of understanding or, or sort of knowing a medium is by getting into another medium. So it's almost like any kind of like relationship to a media seems to be expressed through another media so I I kind of I don't I don't have any favor I don't really have any favorites I mean in a sort of strange way I although I absolutely love making things making things is really like what what sort of keeps me keeps me going and keeps me kind of keeps me being an artist I think because I actually really love the craft of making things or how th looking and understanding how things are made um, I find it really exciting, but at the same time, it's not—it's not really—it's it, not really important in many ways to the art. Like that, the, that somehow, like the the art is more like a sort of circuit board, or so it's, it's more like a kind of—it's more of a—it um, just has to function in the way that it functions, and and it just has to be made in the way that it's made in order to function in the way that it functions. It sounds like it's really weird thing to say about a painting I remember going to art college and uh, it, very early on some, someone said to me oh they were scratching their chin they said I think the piece works within its own terms and I sort of took that away and I was like the piece works within its own I'm terms I'm going to use that later <laughs> exactly I mean it's really kind of art speak it yeah. doesn't really say anything but it was right. kind of we all went uh, yeah, works when it, you know it's like especially when you're new to art and you hear stuff like that. I mean, people are saying things like that all the time when they sort of know about it. But at the same time, it's like you know, let's reserve the right to remember back and think, God, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, at art college as well. Like we'd we'd go into the uh, um, into the studio and we, we'd actually have something which was called your space. So you'd go to your space. I mean, it's like, well weird <laughs> yeah there's a you know there, there is a sort of there is a different set of languages there's a different set of kind of uh, in a way again it comes back to the preconceptions and you, do, you suddenly you're preconceiving of stuff and you don't even realize how much of what it is that you're like that you're preconceiving is 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 preconception somehow <laughs> and it's all paradigms isn't yeah. it as well i mean i suppose there's that whole point of like you know like we're always kind of like wrapped up in various ideological or par paradigmatic systems, ways of thinking. And I, and I think that, you know, as much as anything in looking and thinking about the idea of changing medias and, 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 and thinking about making things in different ways, it's all about trying to escape from, from that set of strictures, that set of that paradigm, like, and have those paradigm shifts and get into that space where you can, um, where, where you can see where you're going wrong or see who you are. Or, where you, where in a way, you're like where you make yourself, where you understand yourself, if, if that if that makes any sense. I mean, it's like that sort of that idea of how much of how much of one is is 
is one and what is that? What, is, what are we? How, how, how much yeah. of us is cultural and how much of us is, is, is sort of private or personal? Or what is private and personal? Um, how does that work? And, and, how does, and how does this idea of, of authorship and signature, authenticity, uniqueness, um, all, these, all these very important values that art, uh, that art kind of is always in a, in a relationship to, like how can the art and the things that you make, how can they um, be some sort of play? For me, it's some sort of play with that, some sort of uh, investment and de, de, de investment. You know, how can it? And you know, I, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't expect or, or even want the art to be sort of that didactic. I don't want it to. It's not a lesson. It's not a lesson. Uh, you know, it, it is, I want it to be triggers open. a reflection. I, 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 I'd love it if it was. I'd love it. For, well, yeah, I'd like that. I think that's. I think that's the right way of looking at it. That it. That it has. Tri- that there are triggers in it. That it might. That it might kind of. And I use the word the floating signifier. That it might kind of take you into. It might trigger you or trip you or get you into places like it, 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 you know intellectually where you can, where you see ways out or ways on. You know where you 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 think. Oh, this is this, and then you go. Oh no, it's not. It's something different. Oh, oh, it's that. Oh no, it's actually something different. So you, maybe you see it first of all, and you think it's, you know, it's just some cynical stuff, and then you look a bit more, and you go, Oh no, no, this is just like really ironic stuff, and then you go, Oh no, no, this is this is like, oh, this is a big joke. Oh no, this is actually really serious. Oh no, this is, you know, so it can go through these levels of, oh, this is really well done, and this is terribly done. Or, you know, it's like you go through a series of different ways of of being able to kind of. Um, interrogate or, or just be thinking just be with to be with something I think as well okay uh, I think that <laughs> gives our listeners a lot of Woo-hoo. food for thought Gavin thank good, you very much good, uh, good, it was good, a good. pleasure that was my conversation with Gavin Turk who has a solo booth at Art Brussels with gallery Marani Mercier thank you This was an episode of Heart Talks, a podcast series from Heart Magazine. It was recorded and edited by me, Bas Blasse, with the help of Marco Lumpies, Ezra Babsky, and Charlotte Bodart. Producer is Kathleen Vetz. The music we used is made by Hicham Shahidi, and the visual for this podcast is designed by Philip Marnev. To find out more, visit our website www.heart-magazine.pe.